have a lot to talk about. I have a lot of catching up to do. We are already in week three of the NFL season and so many things have happened. Anyways, welcome to the mock draft. I am Carlos Moctezuma, your host, your mentor, the guru of football. I'm not really a guru, but I like to say that because it sounds cool. Guys, there are three games that I want to talk with you all about that have caught my eye, and I'm sure you guys would be very interested to hear what I have to say. First thing I want to talk about would be the Los Angeles Chargers going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Then I'll get into a little bit more details about Tampa Bay going to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. And then finally... We're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers going to San Francisco to take on the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. So sit back, get your popcorn ready, and let's get started, a.k.a. let's rev it up. So the first game on Sunday at 1 o'clock that a lot of people will be talking about and watching will be the Los Angeles Chargers going to Kansas City to take on the AFC champions Kansas City Chiefs now most people know what's the deal with Kansas City Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey Tyreek Hill and that offense is very explosive however Kansas City's opponent though they have themselves a very good offense led by their second year quarterback Justin Herbert I don't know what else to say about this man but um he has been sensational as a rookie last year and going into this year first two games not bad so for those who don't know much about Justin Herbert last year he actually started his very first game at home against Kansas City and he played well they lost on a you know field goal to the Kansas City Chiefs thanks to Patrick Mahomes but he played very well he went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady couple weeks later at Tampa they lost but they went toe-to-toe the following week Monday night they played against Drew Brees they had a lead but they lost it again but Justin Herbert has proven to be one of the best young quarterbacks we have in today's game and I believe he's going to get better last season he won rookie of the year threw for over 4,336 yards he threw 31 touchdowns 10 interceptions And by the way, those 31 touchdowns is a rookie record for quarterbacks. No rookie has ever thrown more than 30 touchdowns in a single season. And Justin Herbert proved that he is going to be here for a while. Now, the question that everyone's going to have about Justin Herbert and his team is, can they finish games late in the clutch? Because last year, albeit he had... 
a very good season, they lost games that they should have won. They lost six games that could have easily gone their way. And two of those games were at Tom Brady at Tampa Bay and at Drew Brees at New Orleans. The big question I have for Justin Herbert now is, can he find a way to lead his team to victory in the closing moments when they need him? I believe his defense is going to be great, but there are going to be a few games where the defense will struggle and they're going to need Justin Herbert to take them to the next level, to take them to where they need to be. Because this division that they're in is going to be very, very good for a long time. We already know what Kansas City represents. Oakland is slowly coming, but I need to see more from them. They're 2-0. They are right now in first place in the AFC West. But again, we need to see what they are going to do. We also have the Denver Broncos right now at 2-0. Von Miller is back. That defense is spectacular. Teddy Bridgewater is playing well. He is playing not to lose, which is fine. He's going to make some of the throws that will be key for the Denver Broncos to make it far if they want to make it far. So if Justin Herbert wants to make it to the playoffs for this team, he's going to have to find a way to win games that not only they have to win, but also games that they are in closing distance to win. They have to close out games that they have a lead in. They cannot afford to throw games away like they did last year. So right now, we're two weeks into the Chargers season. They are 1-1. One and one. Justin Herbert and his team, week one, took care of the Washington football team. Justin Herbert threw for 337 yards on 31-47 passes. One touchdown, one interception, but... He did something that I did not see this coming at all. The Los Angeles Chargers went 14 of 19 on third down. That right there is very impressive. Considering the Washington football team last season was ranked number four in points per game. They were ranked number two in yards a game. That Washington football team defense led by Ron Rivera, is very, very good. And they're going to get better, led by that young man named Chase Young. And Justin Herbert put on a show last week. Albeit, they've only put up 20 points. They managed to put up yards, and they got key first downs when they needed to get the first downs. Now, just this past Sunday, the Los Angeles Chargers took on the Dallas Cowboys, and Justin Herbert and his team lost, unfortunately, to a last-second field goal. They could have had a chance to win the game, but they made a couple of mistakes, two penalties that really came back to haunt them. Now, most people can say that, oh, the Cowboys got lucky, and I agree. The Cowboys did get lucky on certain plays, but the Chargers still had an opportunity to go out there and win the game because the Dallas Cowboys put up 14 points in the first quarter. They scored six points the next three quarters. So the Chargers had an opportunity to really get at the Cowboys, but unfortunately for Justin Herbert, he threw two killer interceptions that really came back to bite them, especially the second interception that was at the end of the third quarter that would have given the Los Angeles Chargers a 21-14 to 14 lead going into the fourth quarter or even... Worst case scenario, 
they could have had a 17 to 14 lead going into the fourth quarter. But it happens. So now, what are we looking for them this week? Right now, they are going to Kansas City. And they are versing a defense that just can't seem to get it together. Right now, it looks like Patrick Mahomes is going to have to carry the Kansas City Chiefs defense. What I want to see what Justin Herbert and his Chargers offense do for this week is, can they put the pressure on Patrick Mahomes and that offense to put up points? Because according to history, from what I've seen so far, when Patrick Mahomes defense gives up more than 30 points and Patrick Mahomes scores more than 30 points, it usually favors the opposing team. And so you need to win a shootout with the Kansas City Chiefs because that defense is going to bend and bend and bend until it finally snaps. Can Justin Herbert get to 30 points? Can the offense also play a flawless game, not make any mistakes, no turnovers, especially no killer turnovers, in the second half, if the game is especially very close, you cannot afford to give Patrick Mahomes a short field because he will take advantage of that and it's going to come back to bite the Chargers, especially if they are trying to take it up another level. And more importantly, can the Chargers do something to Patrick Mahomes what he hasn't had so far in his young career? Can they send him to a losing record? Now, albeit, it's only three weeks. If the Chargers win, they'll go to 2-1-1 while the Kansas City Chiefs will go to 1-2. and two. But what it does is this. If the Chiefs go to 1-2, and two, how do they respond to the media starting to talk about, oh, are they done? Are they going through the Super Bowl hangover? How will they respond? I believe the Kansas City Chiefs offense is going to be fine. The real concern for them is, what will their defense do? Can their defense help out just a little bit to give Patrick Mahomes and the offense a chance? Because with this AFC, it's already going to be tough. You already have the AFC West with Denver, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas. You got the AFC East with Buffalo and a slow and upcoming Miami Dolphins team. We still don't know about New England, but let's see what Coach Belichick does with that team. Then we got the AFC North. Everyone's talking about Cleveland being the biggest threat to Kansas City. I need to see more from Cleveland. That was just a one-hit wonder for now for me. I need to see, can they back it up? Can they run it back, go to the playoffs, make more noise? Can they win their division also? We know what Baltimore represents with Lamar Jackson, but can Lamar Jackson take it up another level? I believe he can, but we will see. We also have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not going to count them out just yet until I see something happen to Big Ben. Without Big Ben, the Steelers are nothing. Then we got the AFC South. We don't know what's going on there. Tennessee, even though they just beat the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, but that was because Derrick Henry went off. We got to see what Tennessee is like. We don't know what the Colts are going to be like. I know they're 0-2, but... They had a very tough schedule to start off. You get Seattle and the Rams coming to your house. I get it. You're at home, but those are two tough teams to beat. So we'll see what the Colts are like. And then, yeah, that's really it I have to say about uh, the Chargers. 
Can they make noise? Can they put the pressure on Kansas City? Because if they can get to 201, it builds their confidence to move up into the division and see where they go from there. My personal opinion, I don't think the Chargers are there yet. They're going to be a young team with a lot of promise. They're going to be a huge surprise this year, but I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Maybe a year, two years from now, if they draft well, get some good free agents to come play with Justin Herbert in L.A. After all, L.A. is a great place to be in any market for sports, whether it be basketball, hockey, baseball, and now football. We'll see. Now they have to compete with the Rams, but we'll see what happens. So that was that what I had to say about the Los Angeles Chargers. Now let's go on to Kansas City. So the first two weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs have been very tough games. They're one and one. No one's really pressing the panic button, but let's see what happens after this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. So let's take a look at week one for the Kansas City Chiefs. They had to come back from double digits twice against Cleveland to beat them 33 to 29. Patrick Mahomes played a phenomenal game, obviously. He went 27 of 36 for 337 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. But he had to really work his magic along with, you know, Cleveland making mistakes when it came to the pressure because Kansas City has been there and they've done that. They know what it's like to play under the pressure. Cleveland, we saw last year in the playoffs when Patrick Mahomes went out with the injury, they couldn't close the deal. This time they had two double-digit leads. And every time Kansas City responded, Cleveland just could not find an answer. The key moment that turned this game around was the fumble or the muff punt by the punter from Cleveland, where instead of trying to punt the ball again, he decided to run off to see if he could make a play. And it gave Kansas City a short field, let them score, and they got back and won the game. And then just this Sunday night, Kansas City... Albeit they had a double-digit lead, they could not find a way to stop Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson that night had a sensational game. Lamar Jackson threw for 239 yards. Albeit he had two interceptions that were terrible. But he had 239 yards passing. And he had 107 yards rushing. So what we see here is a reoccurring theme on Patrick Mahomes' first year as a starter in Kansas City where... He has to do all of the work to make sure his team has a chance. Because if Patrick Mahomes was never as great as he is right now, if he was never that MVP player that he was, Kansas City would be like a middle-of-the-pack team. They would not be a Super Bowl champion two years ago. As a matter of fact, I can make the case that they would have never made it to the Super Bowl. They could have made the playoffs, but I don't think they would have gotten far if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes' greatness. That offense really has to carry that defense. But I do see the defense improving. I just don't know how much. But they better get their act together because it's going to be a very long season. And they have a lot of tough games coming up. After this Chargers game, they have to play Buffalo on a Sunday night. Albeit, it's in Kansas City. They got to go to Washington. It's not a bad defense. They're still a good defense. They still have to play Tennessee. And Tennessee does give them a bit of a problem. They got to play Green Bay. Now, we'll talk about Green Bay later, but Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, they have a chance. 
They have to play the Las Vegas Raiders twice. They got to play Denver twice. Two teams that are very tough in their home areas. Denver is very tough to win with that altitude. Las Vegas gave Kansas City problems last year. They did beat Kansas City and Kansas City last year, and they gave them problems on that Sunday night in Las Vegas last year, and Kansas City had to win from a comeback. You still got to play the Cowboys, albeit I will be the first to admit the Cowboys, they are a very inconsistent team, but the Cowboys do one thing that always impressed me is that even in a loss, they will play pretty good to well against a very good to great football team in their stadium. They got to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they have that at home. So this is no cakewalk of a season for Kansas City. They got some tough games. I believe they're going to win the division. I think it's going to be a struggle this year for them, but I believe they're going to be just fine. But they better get their act together on defense because if not, one of these powerhouse teams is going to give them a surprise whether it be Buffalo, Baltimore, or even in their own division, maybe Las Vegas, maybe Denver. Could I see Tennessee? Maybe. Indianapolis, if they get their act together? Yes. It really depends on Carson Wentz's health also. But the Chiefs' defense is the key if they want to make it to where they want to be. They need to get better because in the NFC, it's no easy task to be any of those teams that they have to go up against. Whether it be Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it could be the San Francisco 49ers with that defense going to be healthy again. It could be the Los Angeles Rams. Their defense is no joke. We all know what Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey represent. Now they have a quarterback that they believe in, in Matthew Stafford. So we're going to see what Kansas City does defensively. They need to get their act together if they want to be champions again. And finally, let's talk about Everyone's favorite golden boy quarterback, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. I'm a fan too. Trust me. I am a huge fan of this guy because what he does is just phenomenal. But he can't do this alone. He cannot carry this team. This league just gets better and better every year. Teams always want to construct their teams to beat the best team in the league usually. And for the past couple of years, the best team in football has been the Kansas City Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes, what he does on offense. He puts a lot of pressure on defenses, and he also puts a lot of pressure on the offensive of the opposing teams that he plays because they got to put up points. If they can't put up points, what you're doing is giving the Chiefs defense rest, and you're making the opposing team's defense get exhausted to a point where Patrick Mahomes starts to tear apart these defenses. Right now, that defense for Kansas City is looking exhausted. It's only been two weeks. They are looking terrible. They are not playing well. And if this continues, Patrick Mahomes and his offense are going to be home earlier than expected. They're going to make the playoffs. But could you see them losing in the second round? I could see that happening. Patrick Mahomes needs help defensively. Offensively, they will be fine. But there will be a few games this year where their offense will struggle and they will need their defense to help them out. We're going to see what Patrick Mahomes is made out of. If he finds a way to carry this defense, given how bad it is so far, and if it continues to be bad, 
if he carries them to the Super Bowl, we're going to have conversations about whether he could be one of the best quarterbacks we've had in a long, long time. He could be the greatest quarterback of our generation right now. And more importantly, if he wins the Super Bowl with how bad this defense is, we could start talking about him being a top five quarterback of all time. Now, I know it's very, very controversial, but this is what everyone does. This is what the media does. I don't think he should be a top five quarterback just yet because there is no way I'm putting him above Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Tom Brady, obviously. I'm not putting him above Peyton Manning either. And I will not put him above Terry Bradshaw. Now, that could be very controversial, but what Terry Bradshaw has shown me in four Super Bowls is that he is four for four. Pittsburgh, during his time in the Super Bowl, they've never lost. So you got to give that man credit. I get it. He had a great defense, but the offense still has to show up and put up points. But yeah. If Patrick Mahomes carries this defense and wins the Super Bowl, there will be conversations about him being a top five quarterback. So we're going to see what happens. And it starts this Sunday. All right, then, everyone. I guess it's time we can start talking about the NFC because we got what everyone's going to start saying. America's game of the week at 430 on Sunday on Fox, Tampa Bay is going to Los Angeles. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will play the Los Angeles Rams. Tom Brady versus Aaron Donald. My oh my, this is going to be fun. Tom Brady is out on a mission, everyone. To be back-to-back champs as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Not only will it satisfy him winning his eighth Super Bowl, but it would also satisfy him knowing that he is winning Super Bowls on a different team than Coach Belichick is winning. Last season, remember, the Patriots missed the playoffs. Now this year, they got a rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. That's who Bill Belichick wanted. Mac Jones is from Alabama. Coach Belichick is good friends with Coach Saban, Nick Saban, greatest college football coach we know right now. If Bill Belichick does not make it to the playoffs this year and Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to the Super Bowl and win again, it will officially close the book that Tom Brady made Bill Belichick. Last year, we started having conversations that, oh, Tom Brady made Bill Belichick. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, it's over. It's over. Like, there's nothing else we can say. Tom Brady is already regarded as the greatest quarterback in NFL history. You can make the case that if he wins this year's Super Bowl, he could be known as the greatest football player ever. Would I want to see Tom Brady win? Absolutely. Do I want to see him win? That remains to be seen, everyone. <laughs> Here's the thing. As much as I like Tom Brady, I don't want to see him win another Super Bowl because I want to see other teams win. So, for example, I have a good friend named Leo who I actually just call Leo instead. Shout outs to Leo, by the way. He is the one who originated this name. I got to give him a huge shout out for that. He is the one who made the mock draft name. So, shout outs to Leo. But anyways, back to topic. 
back to the real topic, what we're talking about. So when his team, the Los Angeles Rams, went to the Super Bowl a few years ago, he hosted a Super Bowl party because he was thinking, yo, the Rams got this. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald's going to get his first ring. So I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, you know what? The Rams got a good chance to win the Super Bowl. And also because I wanted to see the Rams win, not just because of Leo, but because I don't want to see Tom Brady and the Patriots win another Super Bowl. But anyways, unfortunately, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl. It was one of the worst Super Bowls ever because it was 13 to 3. The Rams only put up three points that night. It was a long, painful night for everyone, including my man, Leo. But you see how things have changed. It's been a few years since the Rams last made it to the Super Bowl. And I hope I'm wrong, but who knows if they'll make it to another Super Bowl because it's just that hard to make it because teams get better. And that's where I say that I don't want Tom Brady to win again because he just takes away these opportunities for other teams that either want to make it to the Super Bowl or even win a Super Bowl. I'm still very, very mad at the fact that the Patriots beat the Seahawks because of Pete Carroll, and don't get me started with that. But anyways, you see my problem. Tom Brady just wins Super Bowls. The only Super Bowl he loses are against the New York Giants because the New York Giants actually have a defense back then. And to the Philadelphia Eagles, even though I didn't want the Eagles to win because I don't like the Eagles, but it happens. In the other cases, Tom Brady is always on the receiving end of winning a Super Bowl. And so my thing is I just want to see other teams win because I know how hard it is to make it to a Super Bowl, let alone win a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm going to be rooting against him, but... If he wins it, I get it. He's already great. Can't take that away, but I just want to see other teams make it. Now let's talk about his opponent, the Los Angeles Rams. So as everyone knows, this year's Super Bowl is in Los Angeles. Now, I did speak about the Chargers last segment. They are in Los Angeles, but if we're going to be realistic, they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. But anything can happen. This is the NFL, all these teams are professionals, anything is possible, but the best team in Los Angeles is the Los Angeles Rams. They are trying to be the second team in the NFL behind Tampa Bay to not only make the Super Bowl and host the Super Bowl as the home team, but they also want to win the Super Bowl in their hometown. Could I see them doing that? Absolutely. You know why? Because now they actually have a quarterback that can actually win them football games when they need it most. And there's also another thing I have to talk about when it comes to the Rams with Matthew Stafford. Is Matthew Stafford the real deal? You want to know my answer? Yes, he is. And I'm going to tell you why. I get it. He was on a bad Detroit Lions football team, but he did make a lot of comeback wins. If it wasn't for him, the Lions would be much worse than, you know, any other team. They they just cannot win for whatever reason. I get it. Matthew Stafford has three losses in three playoff appearances, but it's not his fault always because the first playoff game, you're in New Orleans. I get it. First playoff game, tough to win on the road, especially in New Orleans on a Sunday night. Your second playoff game. That should have been an easy win. 
You're up 14 nothing on the Dallas Cowboys, but the Detroit Lions collapsed. And I get it. The Cowboys got a huge call in favor for them, but it happens. You still got to play football. And then the third playoff game, obviously, it's hard to win in Seattle. They got blown out. It happens, especially in a cold, rainy day in Seattle. So, yeah, Matthew Stafford is 0-3. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him this year because people are going to start saying, is he that guy that can take the Rams to where they want to go? Can he take them to the Super Bowl? Can he win them a Super Bowl? I believe he can. But they're going to have to be home field advantage for them to have a chance to make it. Because I don't see the Rams winning in Tampa Bay. I don't see the Rams winning in San Francisco. I don't see the Rams winning in Seattle. And I don't see the Rams winning in Green Bay. But you can make the case that can go either way now. The Rams, if they want to have a chance to make it far, they need to have home field. Because other than that, I don't know how are they going to get to where they want to. There's another thing I want to mention about Matthew Stafford. Now that he's on a much better team, arguably the best team he's ever been on, can he win these games that must be won in the clutch? He used to do it to bad teams on a bad team now that he's on a great team can he do it against great teams if Matthew Stafford in the next two to three years cannot bring a Super Bowl to Los Angeles let alone make it to a Super Bowl we're going to have conversations about whether he is actually that guy if he's really overrated because he puts up a lot of yards, a lot of stats for when he was in Detroit. Now, we're going to throw that aside. Now, it's all about winning. If he cannot deliver for the Los Angeles Rams within the next two to three years, it's not a good look for him. It will not be a good look for Sean McVay because he is the one who wanted Matthew Stafford. And what would that do for the team? Because I want to be honest with you, 100%. I want to see the Rams win at least one Super Bowl, not just for my guy Leo, not because of Sean McVay, not because of Matthew Stafford. I want to see the Rams win a Super Bowl because I am a fan and a believer in the best defensive player in football known as Aaron Donald, AD 99. If this man cannot get a Super Bowl, it's not going to be his fault, but if he does not get a Super Bowl by the time his career is over, it will be a huge travesty. I'm hoping for a miracle. I'm hoping it happens because that man deserves it. Finally, let's talk about one more game. This is the Sunday night football game. The Green Bay Packers go to the San Francisco 49ers. So for those who have heard... About the Green Bay Packers offseason, Aaron Rodgers was not happy with the Green Bay Packers front office. Not the coaches, not the players. It was the front office, the people upstairs. Because they did not want to compensate him. They did not want to give him what he wants. For years, he has always wanted a better team. He's always requested for at least a better defense, a better offense receivers, running backs, 
linemen, you name it. This man is always asking for an opinion. And what does the front office do to him? They neglect him. They just basically tell him to just stay out of our way and go play football. However, this is how I view the Green Bay Packers front office. How I view them is that, oh, we have Aaron Rodgers. We don't need to get that much talent because they're like, we have Aaron Rodgers. We believe we don't need to get that much talent so long as we have this guy. They view him as a transcendent football player. They view him as a top 10 quarterback of all time. So they believe, oh, with him on our team, we can beat anybody. That's not how it works. Even great quarterbacks need a great team to help them out. You saw in New England, Tom Brady, as great as he always has been and will be, you still need a great team to play. What did Coach Belichick provide for Tom Brady? A defense. And they won Super Bowls because of their defense helping them out as well. He's in Tampa Bay right now. What has he helped with? How did the team win the Super Bowl this year? They won with their defense making stops and forcing Kansas City only to three field goals. There's always that saying that defense wins championships. And so Aaron Rodgers just wants as much help as he can because he knows he can't do it by himself. And the front office just does not care. And I understand why Aaron Rodgers was frustrated. And I understand why he was frustrated that they, instead of drafting players that can help the team, they drafted a quarterback that brings no value to them. Who's basically just there keeping his seat warm and reading over the playbook just so he can learn. And so what Aaron Rodgers did was create a lot of stress for the team. A lot of problems. You saw how most of his teammates were on his side. They didn't want to say anything negative about the front office. But they also didn't go out of their way to defend the front office. Because they were all on Aaron Rodgers' side. Because they also know they need a better team to help them win. Because Aaron Rodgers has not won a Super Bowl since 2010. It's already been 11 years since Aaron Rodgers' last Super Bowl appearance and his only Super Bowl appearance. You don't think this man wants to get back to at least one more? Win one more? That's all he's asking for is help. And so... We'll see what happens. I mean, so what this offseason did was the first game, they lose 38-3 to to the New Orleans Saints. Everyone starts overreacting, saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers' distraction is the reason why they got blown out. This team is not focused. This team is going to regress. They're not going to make the playoffs. And then look what just happened on Monday Night Football. They come home, take on the Detroit Lions, blow them out. Aaron Rodgers looks like the MVP from last year. Their offense starts to click. Defense starts to play better. It happens. This is the Green Bay Packers. This Sunday night, they go to San Francisco. That defense is healthy. It's back. It's better than ever. We're going to see what Green Bay does now. It's one thing if Green Bay loses. If they go to San Francisco and they get blown out. It's not a good look. It's going to be a very inconsistent season for the Green Bay Packers. But more importantly, they will not be going far. And Aaron Rodgers, after this year, will most likely be gone. Where will he go? I don't know. 
but I know he will not want to stick around to be a Green Bay Packer. As much as he would love to stay a Green Bay Packer because he has said he wants to retire a Green Bay Packer, I do not see him sticking around if this keeps up and they don't get the required help. Now let's take a look at the 49ers. Right now, the 49ers, when healthy, are considered a top three or a top five team. They're that great. Especially on the defense. The real concern for them is their health. If they're not healthy, they will not make it far. We saw what happened last year. They lost a lot of people to injuries and they finished last in their division. Now they have everyone healthy. They're 2-0. They've played well. They took their foot off the gas against the Detroit Lions, but it happens. They were already up 41-17 to with a few minutes left. And then they just beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. Now, Philadelphia looks pretty good right now, but that's just the first two weeks. Let's see what they're made of. But they went to Philadelphia and won a game on the East Coast. So now they're coming home. They have the Green Bay Packers. I expect them to win. Will I be shocked if they blow out the Packers? Not really. But at the same time, I will be because Green Bay is supposed to be a much better team. Now, the real question also for this 49ers team is, who will be the quarterback that leads them to where they want to go? Right now, it's Jimmy Garoppolo's job to keep. Trey Lance is the backup, but we'll see what happens if Jimmy Garoppolo either gets hurt or he starts to struggle to the point where they're very inconsistent. They're going to bring in Trey Lance to be that guy that can take them somewhere whether it be to the playoffs or whether it's to be for the upcoming season. Jimmy Garoppolo has to prove that it's his time to win now. It's his job to keep and that he's going to be here for a long time. And the 49ers know that they cannot have any bad quarterback play. Some may consider the 49ers defense to be the best in their division. Others can say, it's the second best right behind the Los Angeles Rams. But either way, the 49ers right now, given how the rest of the NFC West is, it's going to be a very, very tough division to win. One of these teams is not going to make the playoffs because I could see three of them making the playoffs. You got to play Seattle twice. You got to play Arizona twice. You got to play the Rams twice. That's not easy to win, especially winning games in Los Angeles and in Seattle. Now, out of all the teams in the NFC West, I still consider the Arizona Cardinals the weakest only because they're a young team. They still have a lot to learn. Seattle's already been there. They've won a Super Bowl. The 49ers have been to a few Super Bowls the past couple of years. The Rams just went to a Super Bowl a couple of years also. So we're going to see what happens this year. One of these teams will not make the playoffs. Could you see two? I could see it, but right now it looks like one of them will not make it. And the 49ers know they cannot be that one team because they know if they're in the playoffs, they can beat anybody. And it starts Sunday night. We will see what they're made of. 
And that'll be all for today's episode of The Mock Draft. I am very grateful to be back. I'm so happy I have you all listening to me. I hope you continue to follow me as the next few weeks goes through the NFL season. We're definitely going to be talking about other things that goes along. We'll definitely talk about the NBA, soccer. We'll even talk a little bit of the MLB playoffs, World Series. We got a few boxing fights to look forward to. So it should be a very interesting way to end our 2021 year these next three months will be a fun ride i guarantee you that so until then i will see you all next week on the mock draft